This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. We're going to be coming out of Genesis 45 and 8 today. Hallelujah. This is the story of Joseph. Amen. Joseph is here revealing himself to his brothers. To go back a little bit, amen, Joseph was the favorite son of his father. Amen. His father gave him a coat of many colors. This coat symbolized that his father was bestowing on him the rights of the firstborn son, even though uh, at one time he was the youngest son. So a lot of things that happen in God's kingdom don't follow tradition. All right. Hallelujah. Joseph's brothers, amen, became jealous of Joseph. Amen. Uh, they thought to kill him at first, but they uh, thought better. Amen. And just told their father that he was killed. They put him in a pit and sold him to Ishmaelite slave traders. Amen. In this scene, Joseph is now the prime minister or the visor of Egypt, uh, uh, the vizier of Egypt, excuse me, and uh, the second in command. Amen. And he is revealing himself unto his brothers. His brothers came down to Egypt because they heard that Egypt had food. They had grain. They had to survive during a famine. Amen. It was a seven-year famine going on across the region, all right? And with all that understanding, amen, let's begin to read God's holy word, amen. All right, here we go. Genesis 45, verse 8 through 9 reads, So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. So Joseph speaking to his brothers. He says, and he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, and a lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. We must understand that Egypt was the grandest, most powerful nation of the world at this time. And Joseph was second in command, went from a slave to second in command. Haste ye, or hurry up, and go up to my father, and say his father being Israel, or Jacob. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And say to him, thus saith thy son Joseph. He thought his son was, was dead. Now God's sending him a, a, a message, amen, hallelujah, to, uh, uh, through from Joseph back to his father Israel. He says, God have made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. Next slide, next verse. We're in verse 10 now. It says, and thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. And thou shalt be near unto me. Let's keep that in mind, near unto me. Thou and thy children and thy children's children and thy flocks and thy herds and all thou hast. And there will I nourish thee. For yet there are five years of famine. Amen. Let's think about the, the tribulation has seven years. So this was a type of tribulation. So two years had passed. And now they, uh, Joseph's brothers and his father will, uh, will uh, enjoy the grace bestowed upon them through Joseph. Hallelujah. Lest thou and thy household and all that thou house hast come to poverty. What's happening here and why should this relate to us? This has been a tough last two years. Amen. And even it has impacted the church. All that has gone on in the world with the pandemic and the um, the protesting, the political wranglings, the 
the highs, the lows, the wear a mask. I got to preach with a mask on, which, by the way, is not easy. But I love you guys, so I don't want to impact you negatively, so I wear a mask. Hallelujah. More importantly, God loves you. But God wants to encourage us today that despite all that's going on, amen, we're going to look back at the story of how God took care of his people, even in the midst of a famine. And all that he did, hallelujah. And if he did it for them, he could most certainly do it for us, amen, hallelujah. And I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to belittle anything that any of us have been through. Some of us have been through some horrific things during this time. It's not an easy time. It's not a fun time. But Jesus said it himself. He said, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I'm greater than the problems, the issues, the challenges that you will face in the world. Doesn't mean that we won't be hurt. Doesn't mean that we will feel lost. Does not mean that we will not suffer but that he would help us through. And with that in mind, amen, next slide, please. Our title today is There's a Light in Goshen. There is a light in Goshen. There is a light in Goshen. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, we come before you today in the name of Jesus and you know all the things I just mentioned the things that we are facing and have faced in this world from loss to suffering to pandemics to anxiety to fears to hope being almost extinguished for some of us and now we come before you we need a word from you you are the preacher, you are the teacher. This task you've given me is far, far too great for me, Lord God. Preach today, teach today like never before. Lift up your people, encourage your people, meet them at their place of need, and we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, let somebody say amen. There is a light in Goshen. Brother Pastor, what are you talking about light in Goshen? That's too deep. All right, we're going to explain it today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Goshen was the place that Joseph had his family, those 70 plus souls, amen, come to live in Egypt. It was an area of Egypt. All right. And it was the best land in Egypt. Now, let's think about this. Egypt at the time was the most powerful nation in the world. And these shepherds, who the Egyptians really looked down upon, gave them the best part of the land. That's like if we were given the best part of America to live in, and we, and we came from someplace else. Hallelujah. Glory to God, that the best of the best was made available to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Think of the neighborhood that you'd most want to live in. That you came from a difficult past, a, a, a famine, difficulties, uh, uh, even with uh, Israel thinking you lost your son. And now you come to find out that your son is alive and that he is the second in command of the greatest nation of the world at the time. And you're put in the best neighborhood 
that this country could offer. Hallelujah. That sounds like grace to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We're going to verse uh, chapter 47, reading verses 5 through 6. And it says, And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come unto thee. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. So not only am I going to give you the best of the land for your family, but I'm going to give them a job too, hallelujah, that they might gain income. This is the God we serve. A group of people that were looked down upon. This family of, of Israel, of Jacob, shepherds that the, that the Egyptians looked down upon were given the best of the land. God could do it to them. He could no certainly do it for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What does Goshen mean, though? Goshen means approaching or drawing near. Joseph wanted his family near them. Goshen, approaching, drawing near. I want you to keep this in mind. We're going to talk about it more later. Hallelujah. According to Hitchcock's Bible Names Dictionary, approaching or drawing near. They were now near to Joseph in Egypt in the best of the land. God wants us to keep our hope up. Hope in him. We know Bible hope is a confident expectation of good. Hallelujah. Despite all that's going on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have to remind myself of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And have a confident expectation of good. And today he wants me to remind you of his goodness. That you might have a confident expectation of good. Despite what you've been through. That God still wants to bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide please. Hallelujah. A world turned upside down. We're going to fast forward, amen, to the time of Moses. When now the Egyptians didn't look favorably upon the Israelites. And God had to turn the world upside down for his people. My God, hallelujah. Next slide, please. Next verse. We're coming out of Exodus 8. I'm going to be reading 20 through 21. Hallelujah. This is the account, hallelujah, of the plague of flies. That Moses was pronouncing, amen, God set forth ten plagues against this most powerful nation. And he was coming in with those ten plagues. He was coming against the ten gods that the Egyptians worshipped to show himself to be the God. Now, who were these gods? Could they have been uh, uh, principalities, or powers? They, they could have been. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I believe that they were actual entities. My God, that beyond this world. Amen. Hallelujah. And it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Now imagine you standing in front of the most powerful man in the world. And lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies. I believe there's one fly in here today that's bugging me. I can't imagine a swarm of flies. 
and upon thy servants and upon thy people and into thy houses and in the house and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground whereon they are. Now, this was the fourth plague, and this was a god, little g-o-d, Hepri, or the god of creation and rebirth. God was coming against with this plague. Hallelujah. Next slide, next verse, verse 22. And it says, I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. So I, I will separate the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarm a fly shall be there. So in other words, he was dis, dis, uh, making a separation between where the plague was and where it wouldn't be, and it would not be in Goshen. To the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall, shall this sign be. Amen. Saints, there's a, there's a division between the people of God and the people of the world. We are not better than them, but we are more favored. Why? Because we have embraced Jesus as our Lord and Savior. They had that opportunity as well. He didn't just die for the church. He died for the whole wide world. Hallelujah. But there's a vision, amen, hallelujah, that God's going to look out after his people. Amen. He's going to look out after us. We go through stuff. We live in a fallen world. Hallelujah. Jesus said we would go through stuff. But God is still in the business of looking out after us. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, uh, next slide, please. We're going to jump to chapter 9, verse 22. And it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand towards heaven, that there may be hell in all the land of Egypt upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod towards heaven. And the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran along upon the ground. And the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. All right. God was coming against, hallelujah, the seventh plague, uh, Nut or Nut, the goddess of the sky. The Egyptians worshipped the goddess of the sky. They did not worship Yahweh or the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were worshipping all these different gods. Hallelujah. And God was showing himself strong. Amen. And as the world worships all these different things or even worships themselves, hallelujah, God's showing himself to be God even today in the midst of the 21st century. Next slide, please. Next verse. Verse 24 says, So there, sh so there was hail and fire mingled with hail. Very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. So they had never seen anything like this before. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt and all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. So it was very devastating what happened here. This nation, this powerful nation was being ravaged by this hail. But it says, only in the land of Goshen were the children of Israel, of, the, of Israel were, let me read that again. Only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. Hallelujah. 
looking after his people. Hallelujah. Now, obviously, this is directly towards the Israelites. Amen. But like I always say, God's not the respective persons. We've been grafted in as a church. Amen. Hallelujah. We are now a part of the people of God like they are. Hallelujah. And if he did it for them, he will certainly do it for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Darkness in the land. Darkness in the land. Saints, there's darkness in the land. Let's read about it. Next slide, please. Exodus 10, 21 through 22. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand towards heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, and even darkness which may be felt. I don't know about you, saints, but I can feel the darkness in this world. The sin in this world. The lack of reverence for God in this world. It can be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three Days. Kind of like, sounds like the three days that Jesus was in the tomb. God was coming against, in this ninth plague, Ra, the sun god. Many of us might have learned about Ra in school. The Egyptians worshipped this sun god. But God was showing them that I am the god of the universe. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Verse 23. And they saw not one another. Neither rose any from his place for three days. So there was such thick darkness that could be felt that the people didn't move for three days. They did nothing. We're talking about the Egyptians. Hallelujah. But let's read here. But all the children of Israel had light. In their dwellings. Saints, we got light in the midst of a dark world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They had light in their dwellings. It was a, such a thick darkness that no one moved of the Egyptians. No one did anything for three days. I mean, they didn't eat for three days. They didn't fellowship with each other for three days. They didn't work for three days. They might not even have slept for three days. God shut it down. The most powerful nation of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. But here's a question. What was the source of light that the Israelites experienced? What happened? What, why, why was there light? What was going on? Next slide, please. Exodus 3 and 2. This is the account of Moses meeting the burning bush. It says, And the angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed you've heard me talk about this scripture before amen jesus was 
that burning bush, the pre-incarnate Christ. So it wasn't actually Jesus at this. It was Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What is the burning bush? First, it is burning. It is light. It has luminance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is Jesus manifesting his pre-incarnate form to Moses. Amen. Hallelujah. The bush that does not burn. Amen. Is symbolic of the sacrifice, amen, that is not consumed. Jesus on the cross was the sacrifice that was not consumed by the judgment of God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, the glory of God, the glory of Christ, hallelujah, hall appears to us as light. The outshining of all that he is, hallelujah, illuminates, hallelujah, all that is around it. Hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. He appeared as light to Moses, hallelujah. And he was the light that illuminated the dwellings of the Israelites, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Exodus 14, hallelujah, verses 19 through 20. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is often referred to in the Old Testament as the angel of the Lord. This is in the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, hallelujah, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them and it ca and he came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israelites this is the account amen when the Egyptians were chasing after the Israelites towards the Red Sea hallelujah glory to God and the angel of the Lord or Jesus or Christ himself hallelujah hallelujah was before was between the Egyptians and the Israelites and it, it was a cloud and darkness to them but it gave light by night to these, so that no one came not near the other all the night. Why they being attacked by the Egyptians? Christ himself appeared as light to separate the Israelite camp from the Egyptian camp that came to slaughter these former slaves. Hallelujah. Oh, we're not believing it yet. Next slide, please. Psalm 27 and 1. What did David said? He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my what? My light. We always take it as symbolic. No. God is not light because light is not, is not God. But light shines forth from him. The glory of God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Israelites had nothing to fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let's go to Matthew 17, 1 and 2. We're talking about, hallelujah, there's light in Goshen. Hallelujah. We're talking about what was the source of light for the Israelites in those three days of darkness in Egypt, that, that ninth plague. Matthew 17 and 2, this is the account of the Mount of Transfiguration. It says, and after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high, and mounted, high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. He unveiled his glory. His pre-incarnate form. When I say pre-incarnate, it's before he became man. The God-man. And his raiment or his clothing was white as the light. And we're getting the pattern here. Hallelujah. Let's jump to John. 
the Gospel of John, first chapter, fourth and fifth verse, says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. What did they have? Three days of darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Christ himself came to save his people. The pre-incarnate Christ came. And was the light in Goshen. Hallelujah. Next, next, hallelujah. next slide please. John 8 and 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them saying. I am the light of of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. My God. Hallelujah. There's a light in Goshen. There's a light in Goshen, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next, next slide, next verse. Hallelujah. Revelation 22 and 5. We know this is the account of the new heaven and new earth. Amen. Hallelujah. The John, the, the elder wrote about it. He says, and there shall be no light there. Excuse me. Let me read again. And there shall be no night there. And no need, no, no need, no candle. And they need no candle. Neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. In the new heaven and new earth that's in the, in the, in, in the future, there will be no sun. The Lord himself will supply the light. As he supplied the light for the Israelites during the ninth plague of darkness. Hallelujah. What am I saying here? Saints, hallelujah. The world is dark now. We're going through. We have suffered loss. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have lost people we love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's craziness going on in our government. Hallelujah. There's all kind of doctrines. There's all kind of beliefs. There's all kind of opinions. There's all kind of moralities out there. But God is still our light. There is light in Goshen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the midst of the most powerful nation of the world. And hallelujah. I don't know about you, but America right now is the most powerful nation of the world. Hallelujah. And we as his people have light. Or the person of Jesus Christ as our hope. As the one to look to. There's a shaking going on. And everything we cling to that's not Christ is being shaken. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything we look to, including myself, there's been things shaken in my life. Everything's being shaken. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's soon to return. Hallelujah. And every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. There's a shaking going on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we are not to fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I, we should not fear. Like the world is fearing. Amen. Hallelujah. 
God has even graced us. He said, let your light so shine before men. He's graced us with some of his glory. Remember, Moses went up for 40 days and 40 nights to be with God. And there was a light shining off his face when he came back down into the camp. Since there's an anointing, there's a light upon us. As we draw near to God, Goshen, and the world will see it. And that's when we have an opportunity to share with them our hope in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But sometimes we got to remind ourselves about the hope. Because we get down. And we get frustrated. Sometimes we feel like throwing in the towel. And sometimes we have questions. Sometimes we're frustrated. Sometimes we don't feel like being Christians anymore. We don't feel like doing this. And we don't feel like living holy. And we don't feel like doing that. So we've got to remind ourselves of the goodness of God. It's a good thing, amen, hallelujah, remind yourself of the testimonies of all that God did for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It doesn't necessarily have to be in church all the time. I, I, I need to t- remind myself of all that God did. Oh, God got me out of that. And God got me out of this. And oh, that was so devastating. But God got me out of that. And oh, those bill collectors were calling, but God got me out of that. Oh, I lost my house, but God blessed me with another one. And oh, I, my car got repoed, but God did this. Oh, I lost this person, amen, but God gave me a new friend. My God. But the most important thing we need to remember is that nothing should separate us from the love of Christ. Let's go to Romans 8.38. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. He says, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will will be able to separate us from the unlimited love. From the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Somebody say amen. Our sins can't separate us from God. Our imperfection can't separate us from God. The world being turned upside down as we've experienced for the last two years can't separate us from God. Saints, my own depression that I experienced years ago couldn't separate me from the love of God. David said, if I make my bed in hell, you are there with me. And over the last two years, it's felt like a hell sometimes. But guess what? He's there with us. Hallelujah. The unlimited love of God. God and as all these things are being shaken in our lives and in the world amen hallelujah we can't be separated from him hallelujah let me close with this hallelujah I'm giving y'all back time hallelujah (laughs) glory to God in conclusion in the midst of a dark and sinful world our Lord Jesus Christ desires us to draw near to him hallelujah that's what Goshen meant to draw near so when we're going through things it's not to run away from him it's to draw near to him When we go through devastating things, draw near to God. 
so much of Christianity, and unfortunately across America, it's been transactional Christianity. Where God's a genie, where God does this for me, and I worship him. And then I start to earn blessings for the things I do, but when I don't get blessings, then I'm no longer a Christian. That transactional Christianity is dangerous. Because we will go through things on this side of heaven. I don't like it as much as you, but that's just what it is. Hallelujah. But when we go through things, we should draw near to him. That's not the time to stay home from church. That's not the time to stop praying. That's not the time to stop reading. It's the time to draw near to him. Because he's the one that restores your soul. So let me read that again. Our Lord Jesus Christ desires us to draw near to him. That's the Goshen theme. Hallelujah. No matter what we are dealing or struggling with. Where he will protect us from all evil. Jesus is our light that shines in the midst of, of darkness. Evil. To lead believers on a protected path to God's perfect and blessed will for our lives. Be encouraged, saints. He is the light in Goshen. I'm done. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. It's a light. Please don't draw your inspiration from outside. I'm not talking about outside this church, but I mean outside of God. Hallelujah. It's in him. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. Yes, God will give us people to love, physical beings, where we are, we're, uh, we are uh, social beings. But always look to him. It's him. He's the source. He's the source. He put this person in my life. If this person is no longer in my life, then he, if he so deems it, he'll put somebody else in my life. He gave me that job. If I no longer have that job, then he'll bless me with something else. Well, God forbid, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, God forbid something happened to me. You still got Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'd be chilling in heaven anyway. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just, just giving you that scenario, amen, because as you have, I've lost a pastor, but I still had Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As things continue to be shaken, let's draw near and more near to Jesus. Hallelujah. The book told us these things would happen. I'll be quite frank with you. I didn't always believe it. And it ain't going to happen during my lifetime. Ah, that's in the future. I'll be dead and gone by the time that stuff happens. No, we're right in the midst of it. Let's draw near. For there's a light in Goshen. Amen. Hallelujah. Real quickly, you were impacted by that message. Amen. And there's darkness in your life. I'm going to encourage you and give you an opportunity to draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ. The one that has an unlimited supply of love for you. The one that laid down his life for you. The one that cares for you more than you can imagine. The one that's the true source of all light and life. If that's you, you're struggling 
you're frustrated, you're scared, you're panicked, you don't know where to turn, turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is your opportunity. He's coming to you right now through me. If that's you and you want to be a part of the family of God and have that light in your life, the Lord Jesus Christ, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins, died for my imperfections. I believe that you rose on the third day as the evidence that your death was full payment for my sins to Father God. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. If you really and sincerely believed that prayer you just said, just say amen. If you truly and, and, and fully have received Jesus into your heart, you are now part of the family of God. I welcome you to the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please find a church home where they preach Jesus, where Jesus is the center of all they do, where they encourage you to draw near to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Does not mean that life will have no obstacles and no challenges. It means we have someone, we have an advocate, we have a helper, we have a God to help us overcome the challenges of this fallen world. Amen. Glory to God. If you don't have a church home and you'd like in, in, in Amityville area, the New York area, you're so welcome to join us. Amen. Or continue to join us here on the online service. Amen. Glory to God. Take me to the offering slide, please. Amen. If you would love to see messages like this continue, we need your help. Amen. Hallelujah. We still live in this physical world and we need financial assistance. Amen. To continue to share the gospel. Amen. From the lights being on to the grass being cut. Hallelujah to the AC being on. Hallelujah to the, uh, the broadcast equipment being paid for. Hallelujah. We need your help. Amen. To continue to share the gospel that it might go to everyone that needs to hear it. Amen. Now you can do that in three ways. Amen. On your screen there are two ways. Amen. You can give it lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Amen. You can make a financial donation there. An investment there. You can tithe. You can make an offering there. Hallelujah. Make an investment in good ground. This is good soil because Jesus is being preached here. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Way number two is you can mail in your offering to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. You can mail it there. We'll pick it up and sew it for you. Hallelujah. Both ways are on your screen. I thank you in advance for your donation. Amen. If this is not your church home, please only tithe to your church. Amen. We will receive our offering, but tithe to your church. If it is your church home, we will gladly receive your tithe and offering. Amen. Jesus was tithed unto us. Amen. And reaped a great harvest of believers and followers. Amen. We in turn respond and we tithe unto God. Amen. Hallelujah. We invest in the kingdom of God that the gospel would continue. That's what Christians do. Amen. Third way is you can come and meet us here in person. Amen. And so your offering in person. We would be glad to see you. We are following uh, safe guidelines here. Amen. Hallelujah. We're sitting apart from each other. We have ventilation. Amen. We have an overflow room. We are sanitizing. Amen. We'd love to see you and fellowship with you. And you can worship with us. We worship from 11 a.m. to 1130 when our broadcast starts. So God bless you. We love you. 
Thank you for joining us. God loves you most importantly. Hallelujah. There's a light in Goshen. That light is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When we draw near, there is light. Hallelujah. Glory to God and hope. Hallelujah. In this evil and dark world. So God bless you. We'll see you next week at 1130. Be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's a light in Goshen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.